Welcome to the Developers Hangouts podcast. Today I have John Wood. John, why don't you introduce yourself, tell people who you are, and then maybe we'll start with uh, what you do these days. Yeah, James. Uh, so John Wood, uh, I'm a .NET developer for about 13 years now. So uh, pretty crazy. It's already been 10 years at least. Uh, yeah, mostly on the web stuff, but past couple of years, I've been getting more into the like machine learning space, uh, especially ML.net, which I'm sure we'll probably touch into a bit more. Oh, absolutely. Um, so what is, like, we, we can start in the beginning. So what do you do day to day? Um, it, it, do you, are you working for a company? Are you freelancing? What, what do you do? every every you know your normal nine to five stuff let's start yeah. there i work for a company kind of local here in raleigh uh mostly you know web stuff and uh kind of team leading lately uh which is a whole <laughs> interesting thing on its own i can i can attest to that i um before the job i'm in now that's that's kind of what happened to me like i was for a long time i was just you know run of the mill like ic doing the contributions, coding, doing all that. And then they put me in like a team lead slash management position. And it's like a whole different world where there's not a lot of code anymore. And there's a lot more, there's a lot more reports than there should be for some (laughs) reason and meetings. Uh, Cool. Um, So we actually met because you have a YouTube channel. Yep. um, And we, we actually only live, you know, 10, 15 minutes away from each other. One day this pandemic will be like, to a point where I feel safe to go outside and we can meet up. But yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, why don't you tell me about what your sort of YouTube channel is about um, and, and what people can kind of find there? Yeah, uh, so it's mainly with that ML.net stuff I mentioned earlier, which uh, I guess I can introduce that uh, real quick. Uh, ML.net is basically machine learning for .NET, which is you know C sharp mainly, but also F sharp if you're into the functional programming uh, stuff and so it's they don't want it to be taking away python developers from that space it's more to empower current net developers so they don't have to go into the the python uh, space you know learn all that new languages and frameworks and all that and so and in fact a little history on it it came out well they open sourced it back in 2018 and it, it, they've been using it internal internally okay for a few years and it actually helps power some of the microsoft uh, products i think power bi uh, which is uh, similar to tableau and yep Booker and all that and i think microsoft defender as well huh and so so how did you get into so how did you get into machine learning as a .NET developer? I did that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you go from like doing the .NET web stuff into machine learning? What what was the like? Was there a transition period, or was it something that you'd seen and was like, "This is super cool"? Because I still think machine learning is awesome and, and cool and yep. something that I want to check out, but just haven't mm-hmm. had the time. Um, how did you get into it? Yeah, uh, I forget what year it was. Maybe twenty sixteen. I think there was a code camp in charlotte uh that i went to and one of the guys he did a talk on f sharp and i said well i don't see anything else interesting so i'll go to that 
And one thing that I, I remember him specifically saying was, well, you can either do the web route or do the data route. And I'm here to show you how you can do the data route with F-sharp. And I was like, well, this is cool. And so that got me into F-sharp. And I was like, well, this is really cool language. It's a lot of stuff I don't know, but I, uh, you know, try to learn it. Uh, and then kind of somehow I got into, you know, the data science and machine learning part uh, with that because they have some uh, libraries that help you do that in F-sharp. And then... Unfortunately, not a lot of people use F-Sharp. I think some some finance companies and all that. And uh, the big one, though, was Jet.com. They used it with their whole, I think, with everything, the website and backend and all that. Wow, really? Yeah. I'm surprised, I'm surprised by that. Yep. And so, and, you know, Walmart bought Jet a few years right. ago. And now I think they still use F-Sharp for, for some of that stuff. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't think that. I, I certainly knew about F Sharp and uh, have heard it in passing. Like I work for a fin, I work for a fintech, and then I also work for a, the credit union Coastal, which you probably know because it's around mm -hmm. our area. I work for them, and they were like Coastal was a completely .NET slash C Sharp shop when I got there, mm -hmm. um, and I had no experience with C Sharp at the time, even though I'd been in the <laughs> I'd been in the industry for like ten years and never touched C Sharp in my whole career. Um, and then they were slowly transitioning to Java when I left, but yeah. yeah, they 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 had shied away from the like the F sharp world pretty heavily. They were like, we're not really interested. But mm -hmm. I had seen it a few times and talked to a few credit unions that had used it. Uh, but yeah, I'd never really seen a production. I didn't know that Jet.com, which mm -hmm. no longer exists, right? It's gone. Like yeah, Walmart. They just like shut the whole thing down. Yeah, I think they just integrated it into Walmart.com. Right. So when if you go to Jet.com, it redirects you back to Walmart now. There. <laughs> so um, that's that's interesting. So just to back up, I heard you say that you have some libraries. Are they libraries that you published, or was that just a comment about libraries in general? Uh, just in general, uh, I think the F Sharp Foundation kind of owns those now. Mm. Uh, one of them was uh, FS Labs, which is a bit of a collection of other libraries. Uh, so, uh, if you know people are familiar with pandas and Python, mm -hmm. they have something called Deedle, which is pretty much a data frame uh, type of library. And uh, let's see, they have their own stats library. Oh man, um, some charting libraries. So basically, you could do. So what you're saying is. In theory, if you weren't a Python developer, but you were familiar in that .NET slash C Sharp slash maybe F Sharp world, you could probably do the same uh, the same work as what you could do with Python. So if you were already in the C Sharp world like me, like I already know C Sharp, that could be my entryway into to ML versus trying to learn Python for the hundredth time. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, maybe I'll check that out. Maybe I'll add that to the list of things to do. Um, which seems to get longer every week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's getting infinite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's so your YouTube channel is that niche, right? That that's basically your whole the, your whole thing on on YouTube is ML in the .NET world. Yeah, primarily, I'll kind of dabble into Microsoft Cognitive Services, uh, which is pretty much APIs for. AI, um, 
and also a little bit of Databricks as well. Nice. So, okay, that, that, that sounds good. So for listeners at home or watchers at home, I'll put a link in the description to John's YouTube channel um, so that you guys can check it out if you're interested in, in that space or learning machine learning or C-sharp or all those kinds of fun things. Um, so let's just talk about what the meat and potatoes of this show really is, which is like, I don't really care what you do for work because we talk about it all the time. And, <laughs> and YouTube too, like content creation is basically the other half of our life. Um, let's talk about things that you're interested in. So outside of like, you know, the regular development or content creation or whatever else that we do, what, what do you do for fun? What's like a weekend for John look like these days? Yeah, well, I try to do some reading. Uh, unfortunately, that's kind of not been as much as it used to be. Uh, but I, for some reason, uh, books just come to my door. I don't, I don't know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> just, just show up in an Amazon box randomly. Yeah, yeah. And then my bank account gets lower. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it must be the same, like. Um amazon delivery guy that delivers just random packages to my wife all the time must be the same guy just <laughs> yeah, dropping them off so except from reading um although i would like to ask what was the last book you read because sometimes i find some interesting uh books i've never heard of Ooh, um i tend to do multiple at the same time oh you're you a multi-reader yeah i can never do that I tried it a few times to do like two at once, like one fiction, one nonfiction. It just doesn't work for me. Like my brain is like, I need to know what happened in this before I get to another story. Um, I mean, yeah, get, maybe give me the last good book that you read. Oh, man. Well, I reread uh, a couple of Cal Newport's books, uh, which I highly recommend. So Good They Can't Ignore You and Deep Work. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I, I listened to his latest, which is A World Without Email, which is pretty interesting, too. A World Without Email. I've heard of this book. Uh, without email. Yeah, like, it's the... Yeah, I have read this. I, I've, like, seen this a few times. It's thought, yeah, the reimagining work in the age of communication overload. So, like, basically, mm -hmm. basically it's, like, digital min minimal digital minimalism is that right is that what they he's kind of shooting for with this book yep. yeah that, that was another one of his books <laughs> oh well there you go see i i kind of i i re i recognize the author for some reason but i don't think i've ever read any of his books but maybe i have i'm, I'm frantically scrolling through his uh list here um yeah it's got quite a few yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've ever. I think I've seen his books, the digital minimalism. I think I've seen that one and the time block pl planner before, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever read them. Maybe I'll put them on my list of things to read because that doesn't seem to end. Although I'm on vacation next week, oh. so I got a whole week. I'm going to my parents for a whole week, so I might actually get to read a, a single book, maybe if I'm right. lucky. Yeah, I just don't. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I just got from the library Andy Weir's newest one, Project Hail Mary. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that one too. Yeah. Sounds like an, an interesting uh, read. And and you said you go to, are you going to the library? Is the library open yet where we are? <laughs> yep. Are you going to the big Raleigh public library or? No, just my local one. 
I'll have to uh, put that on a list because I, I haven't. So I've lived in North Carolina for for almost five years. I have a library card and I've never stepped foot inside the library <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I can just get the ebook version. Yeah. Yeah. Because like they have the Libby app or whatever. And, and that seems to take up most of my my reading when I do get to read. Yeah. Um, so we do you have any hobbies outside of reading? Is there anything that you like to do outside of that? Whenever I get a chance, I'll play some Overwatch on the Xbox. You're st- are you still playing Overwatch today? Yeah. Is it, what, yep. what what season are they on? Do they have oh, season? Man, like 30, 30 something? Uh, Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be 30, right? 28, 28, 30, 30. We just hit 30, apparently. Okay. Man, I played when it was season one, <laughs> and then I played again at like season 10, and then I played the. Not this the not this Summer Olympics, the Summer Olympics in between, the one oh, before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the last, I think, the last kind of time I've played. Um I that game makes me rage. <laughs> I just that game makes me rage. If you have a, a not good team, yeah. That that's the end. That like that just makes me mad and angry. Yeah. I I, um, I quit playing the competitive parts, mm. the ranked part. I just play like Mr. Heroes or Quick Play Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The quick play classic is is probably my go-to. I tried to pick it up recently. It's funny that you still play. I installed it on my PC. I was like, all right, I haven't played Overwatch in forever. I'm going to give it a shot. Here we go. And I played like three games and uninstalled it. I was like, nope, <laughs> it, it still makes me angry. Uh, so outside of... So you play Overwatch... Um, what about shows? What's, what, what, what shows are you watching now? And then we can talk about your favorite kind of shows as well. Ooh. Um, see, my wife and I are for kind of re-watching Doc Martin. Doc Martin. British That's, show. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Is it? Oh, what's his name? Martin Clunes? Yes, yes. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, I didn't realize that was like in America. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. I, I remember when season one came out in like 2004. And I was like, yep. you know, 16 or whatever. <laughs> something like that. 17, 18, something. I don't know. Somewhere, some number around there. I felt young. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're making a season 10 right now. Oh, wow. I just assumed that show had ended. What are you watching that on? What 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 um, platform yep. is that available on? Well, we we went through it first on Acorn TV, I think, mm-hmm. on yep. Amazon Prime, but Pluto TV has it now. Hmm. I definitely have to. I love. I I think he is incredible. Yeah. I think he is um, witty and funny in anything he's ever done. So I I enjoy his his sense of humor. Um, but yeah, I'll have to go back and rewatch that because I haven't. I think I must have seen the first um, couple seasons, mm-hmm. and then and then the end. Like then being uh, like, oh, I'm 18 and I'm out, you know, at the pub because in the UK you can drink, and then never going back to that show and <laughs> thinking that it probably ended at some point because my wife is obviously American, so she doesn't watch that much British TV, 
So I have to pick and choose the shows that I introduce her to in the hopes that she gets like hooked enough to like watch the whole thing with me. Otherwise yeah. I have to struggle and watch it like randomly at like 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all um, seasons were they were pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's that typical British show. Mm-hmm. If, if people are unaware, like mine is like a, a comedian. He's probably in his late fifties, early sixties now, but he's always been a hilarious, funny, witty style of comedian. Very like typical British comedian. Um, and I think the show Doc Martin is like another. He was a surgeon in that. And then he like moved, I think yeah. is probably the premise of the show from what I remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very typical in the sense that, you know, it doesn't do many more than, I think it's like eight, what, eight episodes a season. Is that right? Yeah. That sounds right. True. That sounds British. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we don't like to pay for more than eight episodes at a time uh, <laughs> when it comes to the British TV. Um, yeah. One of, one of, one of the good shows. Um, that I just haven't gone back and watched. Um, talking of shows I haven't gone back and watched, I see that you put Futurama as one of your top yeah, picks. Um, uh, huge fan. Huge yep. fan. Wish it was still on television. I know. It was, uh, it was very disappointed when it got cancelled, then uncancelled, and then cancelled. <laughs> however many times that happened. Um, yeah. T- tell me, what, what is, what, why Futurama? Even today, uh, after it's been off the air for so long. Oh man, I swear every time we watch an episode, me and my wife are the same. Like we catch a joke that we never caught before. And it's just it's it's always like something new, but we've seen the whole series so many times, but we still catch just like this little nuance joke that it did. Yeah, he I don't particularly like The Simpsons, like no offense to to the team behind The Simpsons. Like, yeah, you've done really well for, I don't know, 30 plus seasons or whatever. But I just felt the humor in Futurama was another level. Like they'd up their game in in the, the comedy standpoint. Yep. And yeah, you're right. Like if you rewatch an episode, you might have seen it a hundred times. You'd be like, huh, I've never caught that like either really like layers of a joke where it's like, oh, I've said this joke, but I actually meant something else. And you don't pick it up on that first, second, third, or fourth watch. They did a very good job of, of making the, the the show rewatchable by adding in those little nuances or new new jokes that you might catch. Um, who is your favorite character? That's the question. Oh, man. I've always pulled for Fra, even though... <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the smartest but nope <laughs> yeah he, i uh, he always went for it you know <laughs> he 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 was the uh yeah i'll i'll give it all i've got all the gusto and all the world even if i don't do whatever i think the uh one of my favorite episodes is where i can't remember the exact episode but it's like where he's falling from the building and he has like the the watch oh. or whatever that he can like reverse time and he's trying to save yeah that's the very last episode i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that that always sticks in my mind how he's determined to make it the way that he wants even though he knows it's like a a lost cause 
Yeah. Doesn't matter how many times you go backwards, like it's, nothing's going to change. But he just keeps <laughs> trying, and that pretty much sums him up in that whole that whole show for sure. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure uh, the f- first or second season, the writers actually created a mathematical theorem. A couple of them have PhD in mathematics. That's right. Yeah, like the writers have this like. They're like all crazy. Like there's a bunch of them that have like PhDs in a bunch of different things. I'd forgotten yeah. about that, which I think makes them so, why it's so witty. Yeah. Like the writer's room is so witty because it's just a bunch of nerds in a room making <laughs> nerd jokes and then making them into jokes that appeal to the America, basically to America. Cause that's their audience at the time. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's still probably one of my top, I'd say top five shows for sure. 100%. Um, yeah, it's definitely up there. I think I could watch it today, no problem, and I just wouldn't get bored. Oh, yeah. Which I think my wife is probably glad that I don't watch it because she's not a big fan of the old cartoons, but uh, which is fine with me because that means I just get to watch them by myself. But she she puts up with me watching the same show over and over again. Like, she had to go through the whole, like, I watched The Office. Um... I think like 20 times in a row (laughs) just like would just it would always be on and she'd like walk in a room and she'd be like oh like walk out (laughs) of a room so like yeah she's very uh i'm I'm pretty sure at this point she's done with the whole like stop watching the same shows over and over again now does does she like the office and just yeah she does like the office but i think there's like a point between like liking the office and loving the office (laughs) so for like me I, i i like the british one a lot i've seen that probably a half dozen times but there was just that one point i was like oh, i hate the american version for a really long time yeah. i wouldn't watch it i hated it i thought it was terrible and then i just was like i'm gonna watch this and like i just sat down and like watched the first season and was like okay the first season's all right then the second season and then that was it i was hooked mm-hmm. and then i just was like i'm gonna binge this as much as possible <laughs> um and then, yeah, ever since it like left Netflix, I stopped watching it again. But before that, I was watching it, yeah, every day, pretty much whenever I could. Um, being remote worker at the time, like I could put it on another screen and just mm-hmm. have it playing all the time. Yep. So, which you know, a lot of I know a lot of people in the tech space don't really like TV or movies or spoken word when they're working. But for me, it's the only way I can get work done. Oh yeah, I did want to touch on your podcast. Yeah, while you're working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's Good. interesting. It's interesting to me because you know, if I do that, you know, it's hard to listen to what's going on, and I just miss everything and have to go back and re-listen to it. Yeah. So I found that it took about, I'd say, about two months of like continuous podcast podcast listening to figure out how to sort of segment my own brain to listen while I'm working. Um, Yeah, in the beginning, I would basically listen to a podcast and I'd have to rewind it and then re-listen to the podcast and rewind it like two or three times to actually listen to an episode. Now I can just, I'll put an episode on and get to the end and be like, man, that was such a good episode. And like be working the whole time. But yeah, I think 
I think it's a, a, a weird skill that I have, I think. I don't know if it's really translatable, but yeah, I've been doing it that way for, I don't know. I'd say probably since 2017, maybe even earlier. That's the only way I consume media like all day is that I have podcasts playing and it's kind of bad because I have very niche like options for podcasts. So it's either true crime, Dungeons and Dragons Hmm. style, like, you know, like actual play style Dungeons and Dragons and then some comedy, but like very light comedy, like a lot of movie review stuff that's light comedy. So my options get limited fairly quickly. So if I find a new podcast that I've never heard of before and it has a lot of seasons, I will just listen to that show until I'm caught up. I won't listen to any other podcasts. I'll just listen to one show. Um, for example, Dimension 20, which is a D&D podcast, which I knew about, but I didn't realize the cast were people from another podcast I listened to. Um, I've recently been listening to that and I only have two episodes left. And they have three seasons and then I'll be caught up. And I think I started probably a month ago. So in a month I've consumed what is supposed to be, you know, a lot of media. Cause basically I listen eight hours a day almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So like almost eight hours a day, you can consume a lot of, of podcasts and they're, you know, a couple of hours an episode. So I get through about four or between three and five episodes a day, which it's just insane. When I think yeah. about it, it's insane. But <laughs> but I'm trying to slow down because I've got I'm going to my parents, like I said, mm-hmm. and it's a long drive. It's like nine hours in the car. So I trying to hold back on some media consumption so that I have oh. something that I can just like put on and then listen to and not have to stop um or switch. Um so yeah, I'm trying to keep my uh, podcast listening a little light so that I have about nine hours, well, nine to 10 hours of content so that I have something to listen to. But it's definitely an art form. I implore people to try it. Like people laugh at me when I tell them, but I implore people to try it for like a month and see how you feel afterwards. It's it's really interesting, the kind of like change in your brain that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, yeah, now I can watch TV or I can listen to podcasts or whatever without having to stop working, um, which is super useful in the evenings because yeah. I can go downstairs and do work and watch TV at the same time or talk to my wife, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super ones, interesting. The ones I listen to are more like informational. Mm-hmm. So there's a news one I listen to every morning uh, called Newsworthy, which is yep. you know, 10 minutes. And yes, a few NPR ones, The Indicator, Planet Money, uh, Shortwave. Uh, yeah, so there are some of those that I listen to, but I find my issue is that like the 10 to 15 minute episode ones are obviously not long enough for me to consume. So I listen to those um, early in the morning when I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my day kind of starts, I get up and then I have about, somewhere between two hours before I start work. Um, So usually those two hours are consumed by short media. Um, Usually I go to the gym, power lift, and I also listen to podcasts while I power lift, which people think is weird too. Um, 
but yeah, like I pretty much consume media from the minute I get up and all the short form media happens before I go to work just so that I can like, don't have to worry about context switching so much mm-hmm. um, where it's like, oh, it's 15 minutes and it's over. And then I like have to be like, oh, I need to listen to a different voice, um, which I struggle with a bit. But if it's all the same person, all the, all the same people for a long period of time, it's really easy for me to just keep cranking until I get to the end. So like, there, there's my tips for consuming as much podcast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you keep podcast people in business. It's yeah, just there you go. figure out how to keep that going. Um, so movies are a big passion of mine. Um, huge movie buff. I love movies. I think they're the best thing ever. Um, if I had it my way, I'd own a movie theater and I'd just watch movies all the time. Um, <laughs> well, let's talk about some of your favorite movies and maybe even some movies that you've seen recently. Whether they're new or not, that's that's a different matter. But yeah, let's let's start there. Let's talk about movies. Yeah, uh, so pretty much my all-time favorite is Grandma's Boy. It's, I don't know what it is about it. It's just every one to two months, I put it on and I always laugh at it. It's just one of those movies where you can just let go. Yep. Uh, 100%. I think, you know what it is? I think it's the, I think it's the cast. Yeah. Right. Cause the cast of like Nick Swanson, Peter Dante, Alan Cova, like all, all of them together in a room. And I imagine like, I, I've obviously heard the stories, but like they smoked a lot of weed when they made this movie. Oh, and a lot of real weird too. So um, I remember Nick Swanson telling a story about how Dante had said like, oh man, I want to, I hate fake weed. I'm going to switch it out. And like he switched out uh, to like his regular bag of weed during the making of the movie. And they ended up having to retake the shot something like 30 times to get it right. <laughs> so he had to smoke 30 times in like a really short period of time and i remember he's him saying that he was so stoned that he couldn't walk anymore and they thought they were gonna have to take him to the emergency room oh well because he's like my legs don't work anymore somebody take me to the emergency room (laughs) and he was just too high um but yeah i think it's just something about that cast because it's very much like the adam sandler cast right like it's it's pretty much just Adam Sandler, like, hey, these are all my friends kind of style. And I really wish that they would do something else. Because <laughs> I I freaking love Grandma's Boy. Like, it got torn to shreds. Everybody hated it, but it is a cult classic, I yeah. think, at this point. I think it made some people's careers, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, I, 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 yeah, just met, anytime I see, I have a friend who moved down to North Carolina, um, he's also a huge Grandma Boys fan. So, like, anytime we see each other, we're always like rifting off lines from the movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's definitely one of my all time favorite movies, and I could watch it whenever and oh yeah, just laugh out loud, funny. Yeah, I think I got my wife into it too. I don't think she's seen it before I introduced it to her. Mm. Yeah, my friend was the reason I watched it. Like, I hadn't heard of it. Um. 
and I think it was like 2010 or something like that, 2011. So it'd been out for a while. And he was like, yeah, I got this movie. It's called Grandma's Boy. I think you'll find it really funny. Like, it's definitely your style of movie. And I was like, oh, okay. And like the first time I watched it, I was like, this is 100% one of like, this is 100% a movie that's in my realm <laughs> for sure. I could watch this however many times. Um, is there been any movies you've watched recently? New ones or or newish ones? Oh, man. Let's see. I did watch that the Netflix movie. What was it? Fatherhood, I think, with Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I remember this movie. I think we saw this too. It's where like his little, like his wife dies, right? Yeah, yeah. And he has the baby, yep. and then and then he has to. Yeah, I watched that recently too with my wife. Man, what that, did you think? It hits you in the feels mm-hmm. more than once. <laughs> mm-hmm. Surprising role for for Kevin Hart. Yeah, surprisingly. Like, yeah, it has some comedy pieces in there and blah, 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 like typical Kevin Hart stuff. But the, yeah, the the feels parts of that movie are very well done. And I was really, I was really impressed. I, we put it on as like a throwaway movie on like a Friday night. Like, meh, it'll be all right, I guess. And yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was emotional and funny and Kevin Hart, great actor. Yeah, yeah, he sure. did great in it. Yeah, it's based on a book. Is it based on a real story, or is it just based on a book? Oh, you know, I think my wife did tell me it was based on a real story. All right, I'm hold on. I'm just going to Google this because I need to find out. Because yeah. if it is, then I then I have a book I want to read. There you um, go. Yep. <laughs> the plot is actually based on a true story that happened to the author himself, and the movie is called is two kisses for maddie so it's called two kisses for maddie oh. which is obviously part of the movie if you haven't seen the movie that happens a lot in the movie um yeah apparently it's a real real story interesting i might have to like check that out because i thought the book was re- i mean the movie was really good so i imagine the the uh the book is well well written at that point and it's pretty short it's only 300 pages so oh, okay that's pretty short um i saw something recently you know who's been doing really well it's hulu hulu's been putting out some really good just like um originals um now i'm trying i'm just scrolling through hulu right now trying to find what we just watched Uh, uh was it a tv show or was it a movie Oh, it was a TV show that we just started watching. Um, it's called Only Murders in the Building, mm. and it has a it's Steve uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, oh. and Selena Gomez is the other person. <laughs> um, which sounds a bit odd, but she does really yeah. well in, in it. And it's it's based upon they all live in the same apartment building. And they all listen to the same podcast, which happens to be a true crime podcast. Ah. And then a murder happens in their building. And then they create their own podcast based Ah. on this murder that while investigating the murder that happens in the building. Um, Very good. um, Very good comedy and very much like um, there's parts in it where Steve Martin like plays his little like accordion and stuff so it has all those things that like he's famous for in the in the movie uh i really really 
uh, would advise watching that if you're looking for a show to watch. Yeah, that looks interesting. Uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely worth a watch. That one, and they did another one too that we just watched. But Lord, can I remember what it was called? No. Um, <clears throat> it was another Hulu original. I'm surprised how good their originals have been. Um, I don't really rate... I haven't really rated any of their originals, but uh, lately they've been killing it. Oh, Nine Perfect Strangers, hmm. which has like an all-star cast. It has like Nicole Kidman, um, uh, the funny lady from Bridesmaids that I can never remember the name of. Uh, but yeah, it has like a really big cast of people and it's like a weird uh, retreat that they all go on. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is who I'm thinking of. Oh. Um, that's like that funny lady from Bridesmaids. I know who I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, they go to this like weird retreat and Nicole Kidman like runs the retreat. And there's like a lot of like microdosing of like mushrooms and LSD oh, yeah. that's involved. It's really, really good. Really good. Um, it's almost come to an end. It's like seven episodes in. But that that's definitely worth a watch too. Uh, but back to movies. I did just watch um, the Marvel, whatever Marvel movie just came out. Uh, uh, Shang Chi. Oh, okay. And the Legends of the Ten Rings, and that was really good. Probably one of my top favorite um, Marvel movies. Oh. Probably up there, outside of like Avengers. Like probably one of my favorite ones so far. How was the the fight scenes? Good, like okay. really good, actually, surprisingly good. Because that was one concern I had. Um, but yeah, they did like a really. It's it's almost like they've level like Marvel movies are really good, like, and like the action is always really good in most of them. But they it seems like they've leveled up now that they're going into this next. Uh, generation or whatever they want to call that um it seems to have like leveled up again like they're really pushing the limits of what movies can do in my opinion hmm. so yeah definitely worth a watch if you can get out and see it or um yeah we'll, we'll usually wait for it until right it's on disney yeah, yeah yeah i was gonna say until it's on disney plus or whatever and then def definitely watch it um yeah. definitely definitely worth a watch um Cool. Uh, why don't we talk? So I like to talk about top picks for software because uh, we're in that industry. Um, you seem to have some cool ones here that I've never heard of. So there's something called ClickUp. Talk yep. me through this. What is what is this? Uh, it's pretty much another you know task list or productivity management uh, software, but it's really full featured. Uh, it's got uh, it's just got a lot of stuff. Uh, if you need it, you know, Gantt charts or uh, uh, you can do mind maps in there. They have docs where you can create your own wikis and all that. Uh, but you don't you don't have to use those if you don't need to. Uh, I mostly use it just for my content, you know, just to keep ideas and uh, kind of document uh, what I, you know, what I want to mention in the videos and, and all that. So is it is it kind of like okay? So it's like a mix of like Trello, 
Todoist, like mm-hmm. all the sort of what everything that you could possibly need for like to-dos and project management. Basically, all of that stuff stuffed into one app versus yep. having to have multiple apps. Ah, cool. Yep. Um, is that yep. free or do you do you have to pay for it? Uh, there is a free forever plan that they mentioned. So I think it's pretty much unlimited tasks. Uh, I think the the main thing is, I think you get not a lot of space for attachments. Okay. All right. Well, which, you know, for me, that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Like I don't normally attach a lot of stuff to anything. Yeah. Um, I think some of the views, like the Gantt view and all that is in the, the paid versions, but you know, unless you're a product product manager, you probably don't need that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For stuff like us, which is project managing ourselves and our content, probably not so important, but, but you know, for others possibly it actually looks cool i've never even heard of this before yeah i actually um, have a a little series on my my channel where i use uh they have a nice api too so i use the api to get my tasks and I, you can put tags on your task and so i made a small machine learning <clears throat> algorithm mm-hmm. where and it, it it takes uh, the title and it predicts what tag to put it on. And then I created a webhook where, okay, it calls the model. If it has a tag, it pretty much calls our API to attach the tag to the task. Interesting. That's cool. I like, I like when they have an API that usually helps mm-hmm. me. Like that usually solidifies me using it more than something else. Cause usually I end up, you know, like rolling my own, something to use the api for some reason mm-hmm. um that sounds cool i might uh check that out and see if i can use that because right now i'm using monday.com okay which is super limited when you're not paying for it uh, um so yeah um cool and then use obsidian so you're the second person i've met that's used obsidian um were, were you persuaded by uh um somebody in our discord the youtube discord to use obsidian or was this like a a personal preference in the in the short term uh i was shown the power of it from our mutual friend in our discord (laughs) i mean that man that man has i want to get him on the podcast i want to talk about it but um yeah he just has this insight like my mind blo- every time he puts a video out that has like obsidian related stuff in it my mind is blown by what you can do uh, with that product yeah. and i was using it for like basic notes and i'm like this thing's cool and he's out there with like links everywhere and doing all sorts of crazy stuff and i'm like oh okay i guess i'm a base basic <laughs> user yeah i'm still um, kind of like that but yeah know, me too along with the plugins there it's just it's really great and it's only getting better really yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, the way that it works and being like open source and everything like that, like it really helps like you know, if there's something that's not available, someone's going to build it sooner or later. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I I really love that. I really love it too. Um and I hope that I can get better and better at it as I as time goes on. Yeah. Um and they got a mobile app now which helps Yeah. Kind of- that that makes it worse because now I have to use it everywhere because I'm like, oh yeah, it's available <laughs> everywhere. Before I had an excuse where I'm like, well, don't have a mobile app, so I guess I'll have to use Notion for this one thing. And now uh, I'm like fully converted. 
Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely they've done a really good job at making that something that you want to use versus something you have to use. Right. Um, like a lot of other sort of note taking slash uh, apps. And, and then you have great. something called. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say you have something called Notability, which I've also never heard of. It's which... uh, it's an iPad app, mm-hmm. uh, and an iPhone as well. But man, it's if you like taking handwritten notes, it is awesome. I I really just started using it. I'm taking a class at NC State, mm-hmm. and you know some of the the notes and all that. I just I can just use that app and just hand handwrite them with a Apple pencil. Yeah, and man, it, they just—it's almost like I have an actual notebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's like probably having like an actual notebook. I might pass this on to my wife because she's now taking a class at um, whatever the community college is, Wake, Wake, the Wake County Community College or whatever. Oh yeah, um, she's taking a class there right now. Um, so maybe I'll pass that along to her because she likes to use her iPad with like a that the Apple Pencil and mm-hmm. do stuff like that. So I'm like, maybe that will help you take notes more. <laughs> um, cool. Um, things you for your home, you got a new dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our old one kind of just broke on us. As and, they uh, do. Yeah. With no warning, they just fall <laughs> yeah, apart. Exactly. And, you know, we kind of waited because this was back Memorial Day or so. And I was like, all right, we're going to wait for that because there's going to be some deals. So we did. And me being dumb, (laughs) they, so they delivered it, but they couldn't put it in because we have a weird configuration. And they said, what do you want us to leave it or just take it back? I was like, I guess it's just easier to just take it back. So they did that. And then I had to figure out to uh, how to get a, which plumber to come in and install it. And so I was like, well, they, they couldn't do anything until they actually get the dishwasher back in their system, which took at least a week. So we had to wait. We just had to wait extra for it to get here. And then the plumber had to come in and fix it. But then once once it came here, we were glad it came in because hand-washing dishes, mm. kind of a nightmare. Lord, yeah. So we hand-wash our dishes when we travel in our RV, and I freaking hate it. It's the worst. So I can't imagine like doing a whole house of dishes, you know? Like... You'd be surprised at how many dishes you accumulate in one day. Oh, yeah. Like in, a, in an RV, it's a bit easier because, you know, there's a lot more finger food and a lot less like full meals that you're eating. But when you look at a whole day's worth of like food that you consume, like lunch, breakfast, dinner, and then all the pots and pans that go along with that, like, yep. Lord of mercy. Yeah. 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 Our, our dishwasher broke in the house that we li- we were in when we moved in. Like it worked for a day. And we moved uh, in here. It worked for a day and it stopped working. And so we had like at least a couple weeks of like, we have to hand wash everything. Yeah. So I think it went okay for like the first two days. And then I just went to the store and bought plasticware because I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Because <laughs> I was just like, ah, I'm not doing this anymore. And end up using plasticware for like a week, which is probably really terrible for the environment. But I felt so much better. 
Um, and finally, something you bought a forty dollars Bluetooth headphones. Talk to me about them. Oh man, yeah. Um, you know, with the podcast and all that that we listen mm-hmm. to, it's the Bluetooth part is awesome because you don't have to worry about these these wires. But uh, the one that I just got, for one thing, the battery is phenomenal. It'll be a week or two before I have to plug it up and charge it oh that's awesome yeah and it's one of the one of the multi-connect ones so i can connect it to two devices at once what's the brand what's the uh oh let's see that's probably one of those off brands i like those off brands they're usually really good soundcore oh you uh, this is funny um i just had scott spence on my uh podcast this week i just recorded an episode with him and he had bought the same uh, he may have bought the exact same pair of headphones that you have oh. and he was raving about how good they were he was like yeah <laughs> like these these sound core ones they're really good like i bought them on a whim to try a different pair because like he'd had them for a while and um yeah he was like i think they were like the q life something or other q life 20 or q life something let's see maybe or life cue something like that. something like that some some word with the word life in it and it kind of sounds like bose with a q in there somewhere i'm, I'm we're anxiously waiting john's life. gonna give it to us yeah life life q10 q10 there you go that was it yeah. i think he had the q20s or something like that but that's good to know that's the second person who's rated like a set of anchor headphones um maybe i'll check them out because i mean I'm currently in the market for a pair of... So here's a random thing. Lately, I've been having this hard time sleeping Mm. because like, I'm a pretty light sleeper and I always have been my whole life. But lately, it seems to be heightened like 10x. Um, So I've been wearing headphones at night, like in-ear headphones and falling asleep to try like with music or something playing, like a noise playing to try and help like block out some of the noise. Um, and every morning about four thirty in the morning, I get woken up by the 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 lady in my ear screaming about how the battery is low, <laughs> and it's the work. I'm just like sleeping, and then it just like you know, it's just like a shh noise all the time, or some sort of music playing, and then randomly it will just be the battery is low, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh god, okay, I guess I'm awake now. Like, <laughs> no, no need for coffee in my mornings because I am awake. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe I'll try a pair of anchors. They they look pretty good and they look reasonably priced too. That's the thing for yeah. me is that I've bought so many, like I have so many pairs of high quality headphones. Like the pair I'm wearing now are like Sennheiser's from, mm-hmm. I don't know, like eight years ago. And all I've ever had to do is replace the, the cord once or twice. And like, I don't ever ever give them up. And I'm so annoyed that like, headphone jacks don't exist anymore <laughs> on phones and mobile devices without having like some sort of dongle and like oh it's the worst i right, bring back bring back headphone jacks i'm gonna market that because i need them uh and then finally top golf let's talk top golf because i'm so intrigued by top golf that my wife and i keep talking about going to top golf and we just never been um is there one nearby uh, Where, where's the yeah Kind of. They have one of the competitors 
Drive Shack is in Raleigh. Drive Shack. It's pretty much the same thing. That's Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It looks the same kind of idea. Yep. Interesting. Oh. Oh, that's not bad price either. Like twenty five bucks an hour between open and one PM and then thirty five. <laughs> that's not bad. Um do you have to be good at golf? Question number one. Because <laughs> I've never hit a golf ball in my life. Um, and my wife hasn't either. Well, I always say, if you're good at golf, you would be on the tour. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's also true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But um, no, it's, well, golf is more of a mental type game. Mm. And it's probably the most frustrating games <laughs> that you'll play. Yeah, that's, that sounds accurate. Um, I'm trying to see how far away this is from my house. Uh, directions from where I live, please. Um, interesting. Yeah, I've never really, like... This is the only way I think I'd ever want to play sort of golf or it is like these... Oh, it's where I used to live. Okay. Um, yeah, like these sort of, like, gamified version of yeah. golf i know golf is a game in general but like the gamified version of golf yeah um yeah uh so how does it work there i've never really like i've only ever seen the commercials for these but i've never actually seen how they work so like how, how do you score like how does it get scored and th things like that well um as far as i know they have these chips in the the balls so it knows oh. that it's your ball and it knows where where it lands and all that huh, and interesting. yeah there's there's a couple of monitors there where you can like pick out what mini game that you want to play and it keeps track of you know who's hitting and what the points and all that interesting yeah i i definitely want to check this out maybe i can persuade my wife to go because she best... keeps talking about going because she's like oh it'd be fun to go and i'm yeah. like i don't know like <laughs> I, I i don't know if i can hit a ball further than like a few yards I guess we'll try. Yeah. Well, the the best thing about it is they got beer. Yeah, I get yeah, true. That that is a good point. <laughs> beer does help with most things. Um, yeah, definitely. I think I'll I'll see if she's interested. Because yeah, we were like, oh, because we keep seeing the commercial for Top Golf, mm -hmm. and I'm like, there's no Top Golf around here. Like, I don't know why they keep showing this ad to us. <laughs> but I guess that that this is basically Top Golf based yeah. upon like what I'm looking at right now um cool so we're coming to the end of the show and this is the special segment where you get to plug whatever you want as much as you want um so yeah go ahead uh john plug plug whatever you want yeah yeah um definitely come check out the, the youtube channel uh just john wood is my name or uh you can search mo.net i'm pretty much <laughs> one of the only person that does videos on those um if you have LinkedIn Learning, uh, there's a small course on ML.net to help you get started on that. And in fact, uh, to kind of plug ML.net, they have some tools on there where you don't really need to know even how to even how to code to help build some machine learning models. Oh, cool! So, you, so LinkedIn Learning—that's the paid option, right? On mm -hmm. LinkedIn or whatever. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Get, make sure you send me a link and I'll, I'll put it in the description or the show notes so that people can find mm -hmm. it easier. Um, do you have any social media that you use frequently? Uh, just Twitter. And okay. that's uh, Ed, Ed J. Wood. 
Cool. Um, awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming out, John. I really, really do. It was a good chat and uh, good to see that someone has good taste in movies and <laughs> uh, TV shows just like me. Um, yeah. And like I said, make sure you check John out on his YouTube channel, LinkedIn Learning, and follow him on Twitter so that you can get the latest. And uh, until next time, see ya. <laughs>